and welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting over episode 23 of Neon Genesis Evangelion. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. So we start off in what is presumably Misato's apartment, considerably messier than usual with all sorts of empty food containers and beer cans. And she just seems to be listening to Kaji's last message on repeat. Ironically, Kaji's message is telling her to keep moving ahead, which uh, she's really not doing. Gotta feel bad for her. It can't be something that's easy to deal with. So I guess at this point in time, Shinji's really the only one who's mentally sound. And that is, of course, a highly relative term. So Asuka isn't doing very well, and she's decided to uh, stay over with the class rep rather than go back to Misato and Shinji. So once again, Asuka's going off on a little tirade about how she hates everything but herself more than anything else. 
Hikari tries to, I guess, gently guide her thinking away from that line of thought, but it doesn't seem like she's really doing much. And we have a nice little scene of Ritsuko here being rather cold towards her own grandmother. And I think that really, I guess, makes sense with her character given how she feels about other people. So here, we're finally seeing the fallout of Gendo deciding to use the Lance of Longinus. Celia is uh, rather displeased, and they're letting him know. But he's sort of framing it as, we didn't really have a choice. It was either kill the angel with the lance, or humanity's essentially finished. At this point, Celia's making it pretty clear to the viewer that... They're basically expecting Ikari to double-cross them. So, just in time to keep things interesting, another angel shows up. And this one takes the form of essentially a giant uh, halo, curiously enough. So despite everything that's been going on, Asuka's still piloting, despite her reluctance to do so. Here we finally get a good look at the angel, and upon closer inspection, it's not just a halo, it's a, a sort of a double helix, which is some symbolism I find interesting especially given how much I love Gurren Lagann. So it seems like due to uh, some of the conditions they're observing from the control room, this angel is up to something weird. And as a result, making the first move isn't recommended. So this angel appears to be similar to the one that usurped Unit 3 in that it's now starting to invade Unit 0 forcibly. So now Ask is being deployed to go help Ray out with the Angel. But at the rate things are going, if the Angel gets its way, Ray could very well end up like Toji. 
And I'd imagine that's probably the last thing Nerve wants at this point, to lose one of the few pilots they have. Of course, we know from that one sequence with Dr. Ikagi that Ray is quite literally replaceable, considering she was strangled to death as a child, and yet she's here now. So at the best possible time, Asuka is unable to get Unit 2 to move. And given her mental state, I think it's safe to say that that is the direct reason for why she's unable to pilot it properly. So now things get really bizarre here. Ray is sort of having a talk with the angel, and the angel takes on a form that looks identical to her. So interestingly, the angels are talking about loneliness and pain to Ray, And once she sort of snaps out of it, she almost sort of, I guess, starts experiencing emotion she doesn't otherwise. So things are getting considerably worse for Ray. Unit Zero is sort of... Um, I guess sprouted a cancer-like growth out of its back, and Unit 1, which had otherwise been in stasis, is being deployed. So it seems like this angel really isn't to be messed with. It seems like it's psychologically manipulative in addition to whatever weird physiology it has. Because part of it has sprouted out to appear like Ray and it's going to go embrace Unit 1. I'd imagine Shinji would find that particularly unnerving. So now Ray's decided to act. She is, in essence, absorbing the angel. And in an act of, I suppose, defiance, is deciding to detonate... Unit Zero's core, killing herself and taking the angel with her.
And interestingly enough, right before the Eva explodes, it briefly appears as Rey herself with that halo above her head. Very interesting. So on the plus side, Ray has managed to neutralize the angel. On the negative side, she has very likely killed herself and destroyed Unit Zero. Predictably, Ritsuko isn't very broken up about it, and Misato is, and I imagine that'll be a significant source of friction between the two of them. So Nerve is now sending a, uh, I guess, a recovery team. They found the entry plug, and Ritsuko, who's there on the front lines, is uh, deciding to classify everything they've found and, I guess, destroy all traces of it. So now Celie is sort of discussing all the current events. They're essentially down the Lancet Longinus and down Unit Zero, which hampers their plans significantly. And essentially they're blaming Gendo almost entirely for all of this. To be fair, they're not wrong in that. But this is this is that thing where all the office politics for want of a better term sort of take the forefront of events So Shinji and Misato have a small episode here where they're unable to properly relate to each other. Despite having both lost, I guess, a friend and a co-worker.
So based on that phone call Misato received, it seems as though they've discovered that Ray has survived. Both Misato and Shinji are, I guess, understandably happy about that. Now, interestingly enough, Ray's injuries here, I believe, are identical to the injuries she was presented as having in the first episode. Whether it's coincidental or symbolic, whatever the reason is, I think it's very interesting. Even more interesting is that when she arrives back in her apartment, she takes off all the bandages and she appears to be perfectly fine. Well, perfectly fine physically. Uh, she seems to be somewhat frustrated in that she's... Uh, crushing Gendo's glasses in her hands. So, it seems like Gendo is concerned that Seelie might find it suspicious that Rei lived. So he's sort of distracting them with Ritsuko, who's brought in front of Seelie. Celia is continuing to talk amongst themselves and plot about what's going on. They've ultimately decided that Ritsuko is better off doing her work than... I guess being stuck talking in front of them. Now, interestingly enough, Ritsuko called up Shinji and told him to meet her somewhere. Unfortunately, things have taken a bit of a turn here. So similarly to how she did it with Kaji, Misato's put a gun to Ritsuko's back and is telling her to 
spill everything she knows. So Ritsuko takes them both deep into the bowels of central dogma. And they come across a place that looks very much like Ray's apartment. Ritsuko says that Ray was born here. So it seems like we're finally getting to the bottom of what precisely the deal is with Ray. Before that, we're taken to what is essentially a graveyard. There's all sorts of skeletons, gigantic in stature, presumably prototypical Evangelions. Ritsuko's uh, pretty callous here about how she's addressing Shinji, especially in regards to how his mother died. Ultimately, she takes them to that sort of tube with the brain-like structure over it. And she says it's the core of the dummy plug system. Even worse, the entire surroundings is a tank filled with a bunch of cloned bodies of Ray. Dozens and dozens of them. According to Ritsuko, they're all just empty vessels. They're spare parts. They don't have a soul or anything like that. And they all have a decidedly blank expression on their face. So Ritsuko finally drops the bombshell. And Evangelion is essentially a human. They have a human soul bound within it to get it to work. And I guess as a final act of petulance, Ritsuko destroys all of those clones of Rei. And they all just sort of dissolve and break up into meaty chunks so I guess Ritsuko sort of come to the conclusion that she's just like her mother in that she's acting out against Rei because of Gendo
Alright, that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. See you, Space Cowboy.